With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode 455 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. It is Sunday, November 6, 2022, maybe, when we're putting this out. We are we are actually recording this immediately after we recorded the preview of the upcoming uh, first game of the season. Uh, on we, So we recorded on Saturday the 5th. Uh, I think this is going out on Sunday the, the 6th. But uh, I'm Sam Klein. I am your host. I'm also going to be editing this episode, and I'm still in a daze from last night's uh, football game against Boston College. So who knows when this stuff will get out? I do know that we have to put this out before the first game of the season because we have to have our picks officially locked and uh, and loaded before Duke actually takes the floor in a regular season game. So let's get into it. I have Jason and Donald here. Guys, let's just skip the uh, the introductions. You're the exact same people as you were a few minutes ago when we recorded the previous episode. And today, of course. <laughs> no, I've changed. I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man. Yeah. You look very similar. I've seen some things. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm feeling more chipper, I suppose, than I was 10 minutes ago because it is time for one of my favorite episodes of the year. It is the annual stats prediction game. And I, of course, am in charge of this. I wield, uh, I wield my power. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, wantonly? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I would, I would describe my, uh, my authority as unjust and, uh, and dictator. An absolute. 
Yes, yes, absolute. Uh, there is no, there is no stopping me on this rampage. I started this thing a few years ago unannounced. Uh, it continues to be a disorganized mess, other than the fact that I do keep a spreadsheet that uh, Jason and Donald both have access to on our very secret server. But the way that this works, if you are unfamiliar with the DBR podcast, if you weren't here last season, and by the way, if you weren't, welcome. It is so great to have you here. The way that this works, we pick a series of stats categories related to Duke basketball. We predict the outcome of those stats categories, and at the end of the season, the person who gets the most points wins... What do they win? A trophy that a listener promised to buy us a few years ago that I still haven't gone to the store <laughs> to purchase. It is going to be called the Joey when I get around to it. But guys, I am just too lazy for that sort of thing. I barely got this uh, got this game ready to go. So the research what? is wait. Light. Why do we? Why, I'm trying to remember. Why are we calling it the Joey? Oh, he was naming it after. Uh, I think he was named after his, his son or something. After a son or a okay. dad. So it was a Duke uh, basketball. Yeah, it was one of those yeah. things. He, I was. He has I was to- he has to pay for it for that to happen. That's right. No, no, we he, to, he offered we that. To, I just have to go order the thing. Go order it, yeah. yeah. Also, I was going to, because I'm pretty sure I am the holder of the Joey, of the imaginary Joey, I was going to get a stuffed kangaroo and sit it here on the on the show for you guys, for you guys to see. Um, but I'll I put it I'll put it on my on my home desk so it's in my it's in my virtual background. Yes. Uh, if yes, we, we ever, can do that. If we ever get around to the thing. I did have I had a I, I don't want to get too off topic here. Uh, so let's let's get right into the game because we have a lot of categories this year. Uh, I believe we're going to do 26 total categories, which is more than we've ever done. Uh, we're going deep on on a number of players on Duke's roster. So, gentlemen, let and, us wait, wait. Begin the game. We should note that we will post all this yes. to the DBR forums, um, the Duke Basketball Report forums. If you are not someone who goes and reads the Duke Basketball Report forums, you're missing out on some fun stuff some headaches, but also some fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, we will post this there. And we want all of you to put your picks as well, because maybe you're smarter about Duke basketball than we are. In fact, it's entirely likely that you're smarter about Duke basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no, not a high bar to clear. <laughs> no, uh, I was actually reading our, uh, I was reading our iTunes reviews. I don't know if we call we call them Apple music, now, Apple podcasts. I was reading our Apple podcast reviews the other day for some reason. And I uh, found that someone said that uh, we give no deep insight. So that was um, that was great. Love that. Uh, I can't believe that I spend it. We're, we're about to go deep now. So I, sp- I can't believe it. I spend whatever it is, like $10 a year on a Ken Pop subscription for someone to think that I have no depth. Uh, I've, I've invested an enormous amount of money in this in this endeavor. All right, guys, let us start points. Or, I I already have Jason and Donald like laughing, which is great. I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things about about this show, <laughs> gentlemen. We are picking the points per game, points per game. Donald is going to kick this one off, and 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 by the way, we will stick to the rule that I believe we instituted either last year or the year before that if we all pick the same player for points per game, then uh, we will go to the tiebreaker where we all have to pick the exact amount of points per game. So Donald, who will lead Duke in scoring this season? Uh, I believe that when he comes back from injury, Derek Whitehead will lead the team in scoring. Jason, who you got? Uh, we're doing points per game, not total points. Correct? Total, uh, yeah, that's correct. Points, points per, per game. game. So, so Whitehead yes. being out uh, for some period of time will not hurt him in this category unless he doesn't play this season. I predicted it, that all three of us will select Derek Whitehead. I believe you are correct. All right, so Donald, let's hit the tiebreaker. Uh, how many points will Derek Whitehead average for Duke this season? Uh, this is where I'm kind of struggling, but I'm going to go with a nice, robust number of 15.1. All right. J- Donald's got 15.1. Jason, how many points will Derek Whitehead average this season? 
Uh, I, I was, uh, I'm in that same ballpark. I'm a little stronger than Donald. I'm going 16.3. Ooh, fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm bearish on, on Derek Whitehead averaging a huge number of points this season. I think the ball is going to be spread around a lot this year. I'm actually going to take him for 13.3 points per game this season. So this is good. We have a little bit of variety, even if we have the same pick. All right, let's and, move and to. By the way, Sam, I, I want to add, I appreciate the fact that you didn't do the game theory thing and go, oh, I think it's less. I'm going to go 15.0 so that you get everything below Donald. Nah, I nah, think nah, that's nah. the honorable. That's the honorable way to do. It. I want to state right now. I hope none of us employ that. St- st- we don't. We don't do prices right rules here. We love the prices right, but that's just not what we do in the stats game. Right. Uh, I'm I'm all about honor. Uh, I I'm I I consider Thank myself you. I consider myself both an honorable and a modest man. Jason, rebounds per game. Who's going to lead the team? in rebounding per game this season. Uh, Mr. Lively. Ooh, interesting pick, uh, given that he's coming back from the injury and we'll see how many minutes he's playing at least early in the season. Donald, who's going to lead Duke in rebounding this year? I also have Derek Lively. Wow, no way. I also have him. So, Jason, how many rebounds per game will Derek Lively average? This is going to be very hard to predict. 7.2. And Donald? I'm going to go that he's going to average a 10K in rebounds, 6.2 rebounds per game. Ooh, six points. Let's see. I so I struggle at this amount to I guess I should have I should have picked second, so I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be picking last every time. Um I also am gonna go low on this because I don't think there's he, he'll have enough minutes. But Donald is like probably right in the range. So I know that Jason was talking about not boxing each other in. I would have probably gone right around the low sixes. So why don't I go a little lower just for the sake of um, for the sake of the game? I'll say that he averages 5.7 rebounds per game. And now we're getting close to the area where like he might be competing. You know what? I think Ryan Young is going to lead the team in rebounding this year. So I'm changing my pick entirely. You guys get Ooh. to have the uh, the pickoff for um, for lively. I'm going to go with Ryan Young because you know what? It's more fun that way. <laughs> I like that's more fun. You are so wrong. <laughs> Am I? All right, fine. I'll, I'll switch yeah. it back to lively. Let, let we'll, we'll, we'll. No, wait, we'll, wait, wait, we'll wait, wait. I didn't. <laughs> it's like I didn't talk you out of the pick. I'm not it's, talking you out of the pick. Ah, uh, no, you just did. All right, blocks per game. I'll go first on this one. I think this one is going to be Derek Lively. Uh, this this one seems like the the most obvious to me of uh of categories that will be won by a certain person. So now blocks are hard to come by. And we know that Lively will be adjusting to playing in college. So does everyone agree? Let I'll just ask for nods that we know that we're picking Derek Lively. Yes, fantastic. Yes. All right. Yeah. The number of blocks that Derek Lively will will ha- average this season, I am going to go with 1.9. Donald, how many blocks will Derek Lively average this season? 2.2. Ooh, I like it. And Jason, box yourself in. Uh. Go with 2.0. Uh, I was going to say 2.2. I swear I was going to say 2.2. Um, man, it is really, it, this is a tough one, but he's supposed to be truly elite at this. I'm not trying to box you in, Donald. I'm going to go 2.3. It's not boxing. I, I was on 2.2, but I'm just going to go 2.3. All right. Assists per game. I feel like there, there was a clubhouse leader coming this is in. A tough, this is a tough one. And, mm-hmm. and, and there might be one guy that, that comes back up. So we're back to the top for Donald. Give me your assists per game leader for Duke. I think it's going to come down to between uh, Jeremy Roach and Tyrese Proctor. And I think in the end, just barely, it's going to be Tyrese Proctor. Okay, Jason, who you got? 
I'm I'm I agree with what Donald just said, but I'm going to take Jeremy Roach. I'm also going to take Jeremy Roach. So so we differ on on this pick for the first time. So Donald has Proctor. Jason and I both have Roach. Let's go to steals per game. This is an interesting one. Uh, likely going to be led by a guy who wasn't on the team this season. So Jason, who do you think is going to lead the team in steals this year? Wow, this is oh man, I have to go first on this one. Gosh, I. I I could see it being Roach. I could see it being Proctor. I could see it being Mitchell. I could see it being Grandison. I'm going to go with Jacob Grandison. That may be, I may be completely wrong about that one, but that's, that's just what I feel. I also was thinking Jacob Grandison. It's a combination of experience and length that he has on the perimeter that I think makes him a good pick here. Mitchell, I feel like is going to be too volatile, at at least for me, Um, might have more of the, the talent for this kind of thing, but, um, but we'll have games where he's just lost because I, I I feel that coming for him. Donald, who do you think is going to lead the team in steals? I game? could see I could see this category being led by one of Whitehead, Mitchell, Proctor, um, Grandison, and Roach. I'm going to go with Jeremy Roach. Okay, all right, I like it. So so Donald has differed from us in two categories. Jason and I are still basically in lockstep. Who will lead the team in field goal? percentage that's all field goal percentage this season and this one is is mine to go up first uh there's a few guys that i i kind of like in this category but i think i'm taking ryan young he's not taking shots away from the basket uh and he's not going to get that many shots so i'm assuming that if he's taking shots they're high percentages so i am going with ryan young donald who you got I I wavered between selecting Ryan Young, but in the end, I'm going to go with Derek Lively. I I think that even though he's going to have times where he kind of strays away from the basket, most of his opportunities are going to come within that three, four foot cylinder or whatever, however many feet it is. So I think it's going to be Derek Lively. Jason? Yeah, I, I think Lively's going to end up taking too many three pointers for for him to to lead the team in this. I also meant on Ryan Young. In a way, it's not as fun of a category because it, it ends up being a, a boring player that, that <laughs> often leads in this in this category. All right, here's another one that I think could be fun. Highest three-point field goal percentage. Donald, uh, this is your pick first. And this is, to clarify, we were talking about at least one attempt per, or I'm sorry, at least half attempt per yeah, game or something like the, that. In the past, yeah. we've done at least half of an attempt per game. So maybe if you were thinking about taking Jaden shoot, you would have to pause and consider uh, is Jaden Shute going to take enough threes this year for Duke? Have to... an attempt per game is twenty threes over the course of the season. He's gonna, he's absolutely, he's gonna get. He's that. gonna take twenty threes yet. Yeah. If he doesn't get on the floor, then he doesn't take three pointers. So Donald, who's going to lead the team in three? I I went with someone. This might be the wild card pick for me. Um, I'm going with Cal Filipowski. Um, I think when he does take his threes, he's going to make a lot of them. Um, and he doesn't take a lot of threes, but I think he's been so far in this preseason pretty consistent when he does actually shoot them. So, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there and say Kyle Filipowski. I kind of love that pick. It's not going to be my pick, but I kind of love it. Why aren't yeah. you? If you love it, why aren't you taking it? Uh, mm. Because because I think – is it my turn? It's my yes. turn, isn't it? Yeah, uh, because I think Jacob Grandison has too much history on his side. We've seen for a couple of years now that Jacob Grandison hits better than 40% from three. A guy that I know can hit 40% from three, I'm picking him. But I, I kind of love the Kyle Filipowski pick. I was originally going to take Jacob Grandison, and I actually think I've just talked myself into Kyle Filipowski. 
So Donald and I are together on this one, and Jason is is on the island. Jason, I think you might have the right pick, but uh, it'll it'll be fun for me if uh, if if Kyle Filipowski does lead the team and, in three point uh, shooting. And look, Jaden shoot. Uh, we could easily all be wrong. It could be Jaden shoot. Could be Tyrese Proctor. We could yeah. be wrong about all this completely. Completely. All right. How many players will lead Duke in scoring in a game? This has been a fun category in in prior years, and a is going to be an impossible one this year. This is uh, a and, nightmare category. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. That's why, uh, Jason, you're going to go first. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So I I think this may seem crazy. I'm going to go seven. I almost went eight. I think there are eight guys who could lead Duke in scoring. Yes. But one of them just won't. I figure I don't know which one. One of them won't get there at some point. So I'm going to go seven. I'm going to just walk through the roster and tell you all the guys who are going to lead Duke in scoring this season. So I know that Jeremy Roach is going to do it at least once. I know that Derek Whitehead's going to do it. I'm pretty sure Derek Lively's going to do it. I'm pretty sure. I'm unsure. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure about Lively. I, I'm, I, think. I am. I am pretty sure that Kyle Filipowski is going to do it once. I am pretty sure that Tyrese Proctor is going to do it once. I am pretty sure that Ryan Young is going to do it once because there will be a game where Derek Lively doesn't play. Ryan Young gets gets 29 minutes and has to has to, you know, do all that scoring. I don't think that Mark Mitchell is going to do it, so I'm not going to to take him. Uh, And Jason is looking at me like, are you sure about that? That He almost let the team in scoring at the scrimmage, dude. (laughs) Uh, That and that's fine. Um. So I'm at six now. Jacob Grandison, I think, could do it. One of Grandison and, and Mitchell. I mean, Grandison. Grandison's a good scorer, and he's and he's a great shooter. So I think that's going to happen. I'm now at seven. So I guess you have to convince me that Mitchell would have to do it to get to eight because Jason took seven. So fine, forget it. I'll say that eight different guys are going to lead Duke in scoring this season. Donald, what do you have? So you are correct, and all of those guys are capable of doing it, but almost doesn't count. So I'm going to say that six guys will lead the team in scoring. I, I think love two this. of those will will come again. Like you just said, Mark Mitchell almost led the team, but he didn't. So I think there's going to be a lot of, I th- honestly, I think there's going to be guys. There's going to be a couple of guys where, yes, that, that happens, where they're like the second leading scorer on the team in a few games, but just don't lead the team in scoring. So I'm going to go with six. I love it. All right. We're going to do categories on most of the guys that we expect to play big minutes for Duke. Uh, So we're going to do a couple of those. Then we'll take a break and we'll finish off this game after that. So I want to start with Dariq Whitehead. Uh, I think he and Derek Lively are the players that we are most sort of intrigued to see, both because we haven't gotten to see them in the preseason and because they come in with with the most uh, with the most hype for their overall. They're the number one and two recruits in the class. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, so this is going to be incredible. Dariq Whitehead. Uh, very possibly going to lead the team in scoring. We all predicted uh, his points per game already, and I was going to have us predict his scoring average. So I'm going to skip that category because we kind of already had to had to do it. You already did um, it, yeah. So, uh, so that was going to be the, the Dariq Whitehead category. Maybe it's more interesting um, to wonder how many games he's going to miss, but I, I don't want us predicting the extent of injuries. Not fun. So let's move to Derek Lively. Uh, the stat that I want to predict for Derek Lively is the number of minutes per game that he is going to play. I am going to take this one first. And this, to me, I I can't, I don't know how many times I've brought this up in the preseason, but this is one of the most interesting things about this Duke team is that Derek Lively could play 21 minutes per game. 
like I like I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Lively plays 21 minutes per game. I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Lively plays 34 minutes per game. Uh and and everything in between therefore shouldn't surprise me either. I am going to to go light on the minutes prediction for Derek Lively. I'm going to say that he that he ultimately averages 24 minutes per game for Duke this season. Uh, I think the combination of Ryan Young being a serviceable big and Derek Lively coming back from the injury, especially early in the season, is going to limit his minutes exposure. The other thing that could push this back up is if he is really good, but Duke is not as good as we anticipate them being this season, and there are more sort of close games down the stretch, then perhaps Lively gets more minutes. But I am going low. I think Duke is going to be very good, and I think that it's going to take Lively a little bit to get his legs back under him. So 24 minutes per game for me. Donald, how many minutes will Derek Lively average this season? I think for me, I was considering how many minutes per game. Like I I, I treat that position as two players, right? Like the, the five is basically going to be either him or Ryan Young. I know obviously guys will float in between that, but for all instance purposes, I'm looking at those two. And I, I it might be high, but I landed at 26 minutes per game. And I think, again, there's going to be some other combinations that could help boost that or or lower that but uh, i think 26 is the number i'm going with all right jason do you guys know do you gentlemen know how many minutes per game mark williams averaged last year 27.3 i don't know sam do you have a guess i was gonna say it was around like 23 24 23.6 that is my number for Derek lively lively right. like mark williams 23.6 minutes per game different players to be sure Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I had to come up with a number and I was like, you know what? I can I I see a similar kind of situation to what we had last year with Mark Williams and Theo John in the uh, the lively situation with Ryan Young. And um, and so I went, you know what? Why not duplicate what already happened? History repeats itself. All right. I want to talk about the other. Uh, almost certain starter on this team, which is Jeremy Roach. Um, we have talked about how he he may be sharing some ball handling responsibilities with Tyrese Proctor. So for Jeremy Roach, we're going to guess how many games he has uh, fought at least five assists in the game. Jeremy Roach has been a a good, not great point guard for Duke in his in his two years already. Um, doesn't usually blow up the stat sheet. So uh, the question is this year, how much is he going to elevate that part of his game? And Donald, you are going first. So I think there's going to be times where he leads the team in assists, just like Tyrese Proctor, uh, but they may not get to the number five uh, in that game. I do think that he gets five plus assists in, and this might be low, in six games. Um, I think there's six games where he gets at least five assists. But again, I think there's going to be more games where he either is the leader in assists or shares the lead with someone else, but is lower than five. Jason. Uh, Donald and I are on different planets. (laughs) Uh, I got 18. I think there'll be 18 games where Jeremy Roach gets to five or more assists. I hope, I hope you're right. Like this is this is where I hope you're right because if it, I just if it I don't isn't. think I don't think five is that huge a number for a, for a point guard. I mean, he could easily he could get five assists and not lead the team in in assists that game. Um, and I think that this Duke team we saw in the scrimmage they had a lot of assists per baskets made. I think this is a Duke team where there's going to be a lot of passing. Um, so I'm somewhat splitting the difference and leaning towards Donald's guess between 
Uh, so I'm I'm taking eleven uh, games where where Jeremy Roach has at least five assists. I think the presence of Tyrese Proctor is going to uh, have a a real impact on the number of assists that he has, which will not tell me that he hasn't progressed in his you know in in his game and that he won't be a better NBA prospect this after this season than he was after last season. But that may not be reflected in the numbers as much as it's reflected in the quality uh, of his play. So I'm going to go with eleven. All right. I want to talk about another guy who we expect to be a starter. That's Kyle Filipowski. And what I would like us to predict is the number of games in which he has at least four three-pointers. I think that Kyle Filipowski has the ability to go off from downtown. Uh, Donald has already mentioned that um, he he and I both expect Filipowski to lead the team in in three-point field goal shooting percentage. So how many games will be... You know, and, and by the way, if he's if he's making four threes, it becomes a Kyle Filipowski game almost, you know, almost by definition. So, Jason, how many games do you think Kyle Filipowski will make at least four three pointers? Uh, so uh, just really quick while we were doing this, I'm just checking last year to see how many times A.J. Griffin hit four three pointers in a game. One, two, three, four. Four, the research is live five, on the Basketball six. Report podcast. So AJ Griffin did this six times last year, which is really impressive because I think Kyle Filipowski will hit four three-pointers in a game twice. Only twice. Four three-pointers is a lot of three-pointers. I agree. <laughs> uh, I think I think he's going to do it five times. Uh Donald, what do you what do you got? I had one, two, three, four. Four oh, games. So Donald has boxed himself in potentially, yeah. uh, depending on exactly where you think this is. And and there's a there's a great amount of anchoring bias that goes on when we make these picks that I that I really love to track. All right, guys, we're going to do one more of these predictions, and then we're going to take a quick break. We mentioned Tyrese Proctor a couple times uh, already, but we have uh, not said his name enough. We, have we haven't said. said oh, enough. agreed. But uh, we were also talking. Donald about, has. Donald. We were talking about assists. And we were talking about Jeremy Roach having assists. Uh, so on the topic of Tyrese Proctor, I'd like to know, uh, I was going to say the number of games in which Tyrese Proctor leads the team in assists, but that sort of forces us to also guess how many games Duke will play this season. So instead, I would like to ask you for the percentage of games in which Tyrese Proctor leads the team in assists. So if you had a if you had a, a hard number in mind, just convert it to a percentage. Uh, Jer- uh, Jason just gave me this look that he wasn't expecting me to 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 change the, the question format like that. So I'm <laughs> going to go math. first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say that Tyrese Proctor leads the team in assists in 42% of Duke's games this season. Uh, and Donald is going next. Um, Y'all making me do math in this, this month? Yeah, so um, half is 50%. Right. Like 100% I, would be all. I would say... Let's go. You're the guy who said Jeremy Roach is only going to have six games of five. Yeah, and I said that Tyrese Proctor Proctor leads assists. So I'm going to say 46%. Okay. I like it. Uh, Even though, and and Donald, by the way, also says that Proctor is going to lead the team in assists per game. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I need to, I need to refresh on my, on all my math rules, but Donald, you might have to pick a number over 50 to be, or at least, You'd have to be close to fifty, which I guess you are with forty-six. To um... well, assist per game, uh, yeah. Which, again, you don't have to lead the team to have a high assist number. D- Donald thinks Tyrese Proctor is going to have a bunch of games where he gets like fourteen assists, and 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's right. go. <laughs> exactly. 10 100 point game. Let's he's go. Big, he's big into he's big into into uh one run wins in baseball. Don yeah. uh Jason, how many what percentage of the games is Tyrese Proctor going to lead Duke in assists? I think a little more than a third. I'm going 38%. Ooh, I like it. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll do a bunch of the subs and we'll do some some team stats when we get back. Stick around. All right, we are back and we are continuing the stats prediction game. Uh, one of the players that I am uh, that I'm keen on this season, based only on the comments that we've heard from the coaches early in the year, is Jalen Blakes, who played very few minutes last year. He was he was basically a mop up player only. Uh, often was playing with the walk ons when he did come in. So Jalen Blakes was was effectively not uh, a a rotation player last year. This year, though. John Shire is talking about him. The other coaches have talked about him, talking about his leadership, talking about the intangibles, talking about the defense. So I need to know, how many crunch time minutes is Jalen Blake's going to play this season? And I am going to define uh, crunch time minutes as under four minutes left in the game. Uh, so not the four-minute timeout, but under four minutes left in the game, and it's a one-possession game. How many of those minutes will Jalen Blake's play in? And I will commit to tracking this throughout the season donald what you got can I, can, I, can I get a clarification yes um let's say there's you know 30 seconds left duke has to play defense and jalen blakes comes in and plays 15 seconds of defense does that count as a minute or does that count as 15 seconds well i'll i'll, I'll do my best to add these up properly according to the seconds so that okay. um so that in that you know there's i could see that kind of thing happening a fair bit Sure. Uh, absolutely. So, so I will, I will endeavor to, to keep track of this for every game. So Donald, what do you got? So I, I admit that I have no idea how many minutes in total uh, that I think is going to actually happen or make sense for Jalen Blakes. Cause let's yes, do it. Let, let me, let me do a quick, I'll, I'll do some quick math for you. Okay. If Duke plays 40 games this season and they're all close it that, would be great if Duke plays 40 games this season. Yes, I, mean, I understand. Yeah. Uh, if Duke plays 40 games this season and they're all close, that's this is sort of the max, um, then there are 160 available crunch time minutes. Uh, now, most games don't end up like that. If you assume that half of Duke's games are, are close and Duke only plays like 35, now you've gotten down to, uh, uh, it's about 70 crunch time minutes available in the season. Right. Okay, so... That that keeps me in the expectation that I had. So I'm just going to have a nice round number, and I'm just going to go with 10. 10 total crunch time minutes for Jalen 10 Blakes. total crunch time minutes. Because, again, I think, like Jason said, like he may come in for 15 seconds here, 15 seconds there. Those way add up to 10 minutes. All right, Jason, what do you got? One. I, I, Jason? I, I love – look, I, I love Jalen Blakes' potential and and how much he's grown and all this other kind of stuff. I, I don't really expect him to be in the game in a, you know, in a one possession, two possession game in the final couple minutes of, of the contest. So I, it, again, I think there may be some times where he comes in to play defense um, in a really, in a key moment. I think I sort of doubt that's going to happen very often. So I go one minute. I think Duke is going to struggle in a lot of games this season. And I think that John Shire is going to be looking for veterans to, to lock it down for him. 
I'm giving Jalen Blake's 13 crunch time minutes this season. So uh, there we go. I'm 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 highest on this category. All right. Uh, I'm let's gonna talk win this category. I love Jalen Blake's. I'm gonna win this category. I uh, <laughs> I, I I should we should we should all have to have to predict our best categories and go like double or nothing or something on them. Um, that would be fun, but but too complicated for me to to calculate at this moment. Gentlemen, let's talk about Ryan Young, uh, a player that we're all very intrigued by. We know that he's going to uh, make an impact this season, even if Derek Lively is fully healthy. How many games is Ryan Young going to score in double figures? Uh, he's and and he's done this before. He he obviously has uh, transferred from Northwestern, where he got big minutes. So he is he is used to scoring in double figures, even if it's not something he did every game last season. Jason, what do you think? Uh, I hope that there was going to be time for me to look up Ryan Young. How many times he did this last year? I'm going to say he's going to do this eight times for Duke. All right, I I, I think that number is about right. Um, but maybe I'll go slightly higher because I think uh, yeah, eight is a great pick. Ugh, Thank I'm you. Really, I really liked eight. Um, I might go seven um, just to just to sort of be around there. And so, Donald, you get to pick seven or eight or don't pick nine or six. Uh, I was going to go with 11. It was a little, it seems a little higher, but I think 11 is where I'm at. All right. I love it. Uh, I am I am apparently not in on this, so I just don't think we're going to get much scoring from the bigs. I suppose I'm trying to trying to square all of my all of my predictions together. Gentlemen, Mark Mitchell is an intriguing player because it seems like he could have games where he is amazing. It seems like he could have games where uh, he totally disappears. So, how many minutes will Mark Mitchell average this season? And I am going to take this one first. I think that he's going to be a key piece but that he's not going to be sort of starter type minutes. I'm going 18 minutes per game for Mark Mitchell. And I wonder at that level, if he can show enough to leave early or leave after this season for the NBA, or if he sticks around for a second year, Donald, what do you think? I think there's going to be times where we see him start again, as John Shire kind of rotates, uh, you know, has some tinkering with his lineups throughout the, throughout the season. We, we see that all the time. Um, I have it a little higher. I have it at 21.3 minutes per game. And Jason. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm even higher on Mark Mitchell than, than either of you guys. I'm going 23 minutes per game. I, I, this, this dude's athleticism is going to have to be on the floor. Let's talk about Jacob Grandison. Of course, a transfer. This is his, this is going to be his fifth year. Uh, playing college basketball, his sixth year in college basketball because he had one uh, redshirt season at Illinois, but two years at Holy Cross, two years at Illinois, and now he comes to Duke. Jason, I need to know, or actually, I, I'm uh, I'm starting with Donald on this one. Donald, I need to know, what will Jacob Grandison's three-point percentage be this season? And just in case you're curious, last year, 41% from three, the year before, 41.5% from three. So he has... He has some established norm uh, on his three-point percentage. Yeah, and and the interesting is, and it has nothing to do with Jacob Grandison, but I think he struggles a little bit more this year than he did in recent years because I don't think he gets the ball enough to kind of be as consistent as he normally is. So I'm going with, and this might be a little low, 37.3%, which is still Ooh. fairly good, but just not just a slightly below where he normally is. Jason, what do you think? Uh, higher than Donald on on Jacob Grandison's three point output? I, I am, and and as you'll recall, I, I picked him to lead the team in three point percentage. That percentage will be forty two point two percent. Very specific. I like it. Uh, uh, I I'm also 
uh, wondering sort of where Grandison fits into the into the game plan and into the flow here. So I'll go slightly under on his prior year's performance at, at 41. I'm going to take him right at 40% from three, which is still a great percentage, uh, but not quite as high as as Jason is. It also implies that I think that Kyle Filipowski will average better than 40% from three. And just because that feels like a lot, I am going to now bring my uh, my guess for Jacob Grandison down to 38.7%. <laughs> You like what uh, I did there? Revising on the fly there, huh, Sam? That's that's how I play this game is dangerously. All right. I want to talk about Jaden Shoot. Jaden Shoot, a player who has not featured prominently in the preseason, although a player who came in with enormous hype around his three-point shooting. We asked how many times Kyle Filipowski will have at least four three-pointers in a game. I want to know how many times Jaden Shoot is going to have three three-pointers in a game for Duke this season. And you could tell me it's none if you really wanted to, Jason. No, I'm going to tell you it is three. Three times he will do this. That is, it feels like it could be a lot, um, depending on depending on his minutes. I'm going to go second, and I'm going to say he's going to do this one time this year. Donald, what do you think? I'm going to put myself right in the middle with two. I think a couple times in the in the early part of the non-conference season, we'll see him get a couple of th- a few threes off. Hey, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of the the early part of the season and big scoring nights, Donald, should we do your favorite category? I love this category. We're going to transition to talking about uh, some uh, a few team categories. One of which is going to be hundred point games. Famously, Donald's favorite category in all of the stats game. Uh, Donald is always wildly optimistic about that. So, Donald, in honor of this being your category, how many times will Duke score a hundred points in a game this season? 38. No, not 38. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, I, I feel like it, it, just like in recent years, and I'm pretty sure I got this right last year, we get close to 100 a few times, but we we just don't get over the hump in those games. So right, I'm if, it was, just, if it was times Duke scores 95, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to go one time. I think there will be one time we get over 100, I think. But I think we get close a few more times. Jason, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to go two. I think the fact that this team has a lot of depth and quality depth, we just talked about Jaden shoot, getting some three pointers. I think that there'll be at least two times. Well, there'll be two times where the blue devils will surpass hundred points because we have guys like Jaden shoot Jalen Blakes, Ryan Young's who are going to be playing late, potentially late in games and, and still scoring a lot. I'm going zero. Ken Pomeroy doesn't think Duke is going to score 100 points this season. Um, Ken Pomeroy doesn't even think Duke is going to get close to scoring 100 points this season. I don't think that offense is going to be Duke's identity this year. I think that a lot of Duke's success is going to hinge on defense. And for that reason, um, even in games where Duke is like Duke is going to build comfortable leads in the second half, similar to what they did the other night in the exhibition where they're leading, you know, 65 to 37 late in a game. And and, and they're that just, is, and they're just easing they're off just, the brakes. They're just gonna they're just gonna cruise into final scores in the 60s and 70s and maybe sometimes in the 80s this year. So I'm gonna go none. Uh, and and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that there are there are some fun games where Duke scores 100. I hope we get I hope we get 100 on Monday night. Let's do a, let's do one of our other favorite categories: the total points scored by the walk-ons. Uh, this is this has famously been a category where Jason has has uh, thrown cold water on on all the fun. So 
this year, Duke uh, remains at two walk-ons, although in a way you could sort of think of Max Johns as being a walk-on, but he's not. Only Stanley Borden and Spencer Hubbard are walk-ons this season for Duke. So, Jason, in honor of that, how many points will they score collectively this year? Four. Ooh, I like that pick. I am going to go with five. Uh, I, I Four sounded about right to me, but Donald... Get, you know, get... Sam, you know why five is a good pick? That's one Stanley Hubbard three-pointer and one Stan, uh, one, one Hubbard Spencer three-pointer. Hubbard? Spencer Hubbard, right. Sorry. Spencer Hubbard three-pointer and one Stanley Borden slam dunk. Donald? Seven. I have faith in my boys. Donald loves this. Loves this category, <laughs> too. Uh, I'm going to skip players who log over three. There was one year, one, one of you guys picked like 20-something. I was like, you're crazy. It's like three. Yeah. And uh and that was and, probably me. And we never <laughs> and I like those, like those picks. Although last year, you guys were smart last year because Coach K's grandson filled it up. Mm-hmm. Uh and and now he is uh didn't he train isn't he playing at NYU? NYU. 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 Yeah. yeah. He's a uh he's a violet now. Yeah, uh, I have no to... idea. By the way, I have no idea where Keenan Worthington is. I think he graduated. I think he just graduated, which is out in the world. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. I'll find we'll find it. If, if you know out there where Keenan Keenan Worthington is, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear. Th- this from question you. has been people have asked this question of us and on the on the forums and stuff. Like, what's up? I don't think he entered the transfer portal supposedly, but I don't think he went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> where have you gone, Keenan Worthington? That actually, that, that, that works. works. That worked pretty well. The, the yeah. right number of syllables. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows where Keenan Worthington went? If you know, let us know. Uh, Guys, we want to do players who log over 300 minutes. We've done this in in prior years, um, so why don't we why don't we do it this year? And I'll and I'll get started. Uh, this is usually the the category where it sort of denotes whether the guy is in the rotation or out of the rotation. There's, it's sort of a hard thing to um, to exactly categorize. I think that this is this is a year where Duke is going to just have more depth. I think that nine guys are going to be over 300 minutes this year for Duke. Uh, Donald, what do you think? I'm going to go with eight. I think, as we've mentioned, there's eight guys who we think can do things in a game and and be a part of that rotation. So I think eight guys get over 300 minutes. And Jason. Yeah, I I, I, I was vacillating between eight and nine. Um, if Duke plays about basically to get to 300 minutes, probably you got to be playing about eight minutes a game. And I think I, I think Jalen Blakes comes up just a little bit short of that. I'm going with eight players as well. All right, let's talk about my favorite category, the one that I think is is one of the best indicators for the team's overall success, and that is the Ken Palm defensive rank. Uh, the offense may be, may be weird this year, but I love predicting the defensive rank at the end of the season. So I will take this one first, as I did for the last category, and I'm going to say that at the end of the year, Duke is going to be ranked fifth in Ken Palm at the end of the year. Literally, Donald. I was going to say fifth. That was my you can, number. You can say five. So, Jason, you can take five. And, Donald, you'll just have to go above or below that. Actually, I'm going to take sixth. I'll go sixth. Donald? So, I'm going to go a little lower because I think we're going to be a little bit more of a balanced team than people realize. And I'm going to go nine. I still think we're in the top ten, but I think we're at nine. Ooh, really boxed in Jason on that one. Um, so, that's interesting. All right. Guys, road wins. I think this is a Jason category. This feels like one of those Jason categories. So, Jason, walk us through the road opportunities for Duke this season and, therefore, the number of road wins. All right, so Duke doesn't have any road games. We have some neutral court games, but we have no road games during the uh, non-conference schedule. So the the road games are all conference games. I'm going to say 
uh, it's 10, 10 games. I'm going to say Duke has seven, seven road victories. That may be, I may be a little high, but that's what I'm going with. I was going to take five. I did think that seven felt high. Donald, what do you got? I, uh, if we're going to compete for the ACC, which I, I mean, I expect us to do, um, you have to win at least seven road games. So I had also picked seven. All right. ACC teams in the NCAA tournament. This has been underwhelming the last few years. The ACC outside of the ACC has really been the top three, four, five teams, and then a lot of direct. So do we think that that is going to change this season, Donald? Yes, I think the ACC gets some respect back. Um, I think last year's performance amongst, again, some of the top teams in the, in the conference uh, solidified that. I think they get a little bit more love. I think they get six teams into the ace into the NCAA tournament. Jason. Damn it. Six was my number as well. <laughs> uh, I'll go seven just for the sake of doing something different. Um, and, and I'll even tell you that I think the surprise team there, the team that's going to sneak in, the people can be like, what is going to be Clemson. I was also going with six. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of feeling like the ACC is going to have to prove it to me. And I, I haven't admittedly reviewed all the non-conference schedules to see if there are great opportunities for these teams. I assume that most ACC teams give themselves a couple chances in the non-conference schedule, whether it's in neutral court environments like during Thanksgiving or during the ACC Big Ten Challenge or elsewhere to to snag those wins. Ultimately, like the number of teams in the ACC that make the tournament is mostly decided by the end of December. Uh, and, and then we head into conference play kind of knowing how good the conference is, and then it's a matter of jockeying for um, for for who actually gets to represent the conference in the tournament. It's not a perfect system, but it will it will give us some sort of direction. Guys, one last category because I I cut a couple as we as we were going. Before we go to the last one, I want to add one. I, I want this is the Wendell Moore category. Last year, number of times Wendell Moore would average ten would get ten five and five in a game, and and he blew us all away. He was amazing at getting ten points. Five rebounds, five assists. I would like us to pick how many times Duke will have a player. I know there won't be an individual who does this a lot, but if anybody on the team has a 10-5-5 and game, it will count toward this category. How many times will Duke have a player, have a game good enough to be a Wendell Moore game, a 10-5-5 and game? And I'll even go ahead and say that if you get five block shots, you know, if, if Lively has a game where he scores 10 points, five rebounds, five block shots, that would be a 10-5-5 and five game as well. So how many times will someone get a 10-5-5 and five So game? essentially, ten, it, the 10-5-5 ten, five and five can be any positive category. Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. 10 doesn't Not have turnovers. to be points. Not, Not turnovers. fouls. Yeah. <laughs> 10 doesn't can't have do, to be You points. can't do 10 fouls. <laughs> no, 10 has to be points. 10 has to be points. Okay. 10 so points, five. five. 10 points, and then... Five, five of other categories. Got it. Correct. I, yeah. I was trying, Jason. I'm glad that you brought this up. I was trying to figure out how to how to shove this category back into the game this year because I didn't think that there was a player who obviously is going to do this. Dariq Whitehead might do it. Tyrese Proctor might do it. Jacob Grandison might do it. Uh, hell, Jeremy Roach might do it on a on a night where where he's particularly electric. Uh, and as you said, well, I think I think Roach may be the guy that that leads us in this because Roach has shown he can rebound some too. So. Uh, and, five rebounds. And if you're putting block shots in here, certainly Derek Lively has an opportunity to do this. So, so there, there, there might be a few of these games. I love this category. Let me, may I pick mine first? Uh, I think, I think that Duke will have 12 of these games this season. Donald. Um, 
I'll go 10. And Jason? Yeah, I, I think 12 is a little bit frothy. Um, it, it's hard. It is frothy. Hard. He yes. likes. He likes. He declared frothy. it frothy. <laughs> yeah, even though he's I love a, this category, he's a latte guy. Even though I love this category, it, it's a lot harder to do a ten, five, and five than you might think. I'm going to go nine, nine, ten, five, and five. Games. Love it. All right, guys, one more category because uh, I know that Donald has to go. Total wins for Duke this season, Donald. I will let you go first. Thirty-two. Jason. Thirty. Guys, I'll be honest. I don't know how John Shire is going to be as a coach. I told you that Duke's only going to get five road victories. And I think that Duke's only going to win 28 games this season. And you know what? That would be a pretty amazing first year for a head coach. Let us not put the expectations of Hubert Davis's amazing NCAA tournament run on, on John Shire. Let's be really happy if John Shire is able to win 22, 23, 24, 25 games, even with a great roster. He's never done this before, and he's 35 years old. So uh, there is there is a lot riding on it this season. I'm going to go 28, and even that makes me feel nervous. So that is the stats game. I'll post the, the results of this, um, and if I get really motivated, I'll post a survey where folks can uh, enter in their own uh, set of picks for, uh, for this. So thank you, Jason and Donald. And uh, thank you to all of you for sticking with us for the stats game for another season. It is going to be a great, fascinating, amazing year for Duke basketball. We are going to see so many things that we have never seen ever before. And we are excited to hang out with you and each other to talk about them all year. Good luck to Duke. We hope that uh, they blow away my my wins projection. Uh, But that is going to do it for this episode of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. Stay in touch with us dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially now that basketball season is here. We will talk to you again very soon. We have some great stuff coming up this week on the topic of Duke basketball, not to mention whatever Duke football stuff comes down the line. So for Jason and for Donald, I am Sam. This is the Duke Band to take us home. Quick post-show update. I did get motivated and I did create a survey, so you can find a link to that anywhere that you found this podcast in the podcast description. You can also find it on the DBR forum. So take that survey, fill it out. We will know where your picks stand against our picks at the end of the season. Hopefully you do better than we did. And either way, we are extremely excited for men's basketball season to be back. So let's go Duke.